everybody. It's Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Newton Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I am really hungover. I'm going to try not to barf in studio today while we're listening to Joke Workshop, but I care enough to show up, uh, uh, even though, I mean, I've been I've been vomiting all day. I just didn't eat yesterday. I, 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 I only think I maybe had like five IPAs all day, like all day. But I didn't eat anything, so uh, I am sick and old. Uh, anyways, Joke Workshop is here. We had 31,288 downloads in the month of October, so thank you for listening to this show and making it one of the top shows on the station. Appreciate that. Uh, hey, everybody. Take this opportunity right now to apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. It's March 1st through 5th. Coming up. And uh, it's only ten dollars to apply. There, there've only, uh, there haven't been that many applications. So right now, you have a really great shot at it uh, to get involved. I'm actually, I got to tell you, I have had very, very few submissions from San Francisco proper. Right now, it looks like it's going to be Mutiny Radio presents Portland here in San Francisco because for some reason everybody in Portland think this thinks this place is fucking rad and they totally believe in it but in San Francisco the comedians here they just they just come for the open mics and uh, and I maybe hate me I don't know they don't believe in the product I do I believe 31,288 downloads says I believe motherfuckers uh, well somebody does someone's listening to your jokes and uh, if you do apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival sponsored by Spark that would be great but if you don't, that's okay. I'll just keep hating comedians in San Francisco. <laughs> All right, we've got some comics here today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, I am hungover, so I kind of care about your new jokes, but we'll, I'll take notes and shit like that. Uh, the more notes you take and the more you pay attention, the better this is. So, uh, hey, let's make it worthwhile for everybody. Uh, your first comedian is a funny guy, and uh, he is going to be on, I don't remember if it was Hell Hat or, it's Hell in a Handbasket for December, so Hell in a Handbasket 5. Super excited to see him do a bunch of uh, improv in the future. Actually, this Friday is a Hell Hat. It's going to be guest hosted by Mike Spiegelman, because I am booked on a different show, so come on out to that. But right now, clap your hands together for your first comedian of the night. It's Cole Chapman. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. Thank you. No. Yes. All right. Hello. Okay. Uh, how are we how are we starting this? Um, a lot of people like to compare me to alternate reality versions of white celebrities, uh, which is very nice. Uh, kind of. It's like a. It's a. A very middling compliment, I think. Like a lot of people will be like, like football fans will come up to me and be like, "Hey, you look like NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers if he decided to pursue comedy instead." I'm like, oh, cool, thank you. Uh, other people, like fans of comedy, will be like, "Oh, you look like B.J. Novak from The Office if he decided to pursue football." Uh, didn't work out in either reality. It's <laughs> just kind of like very middle of the road. Four years of football slash comedy writing, and that's it. Uh, I'm happy to be here inside a Tame Impala music video. It's very cool. Uh, very neat. <laughs> that one's for the radio, y'all. Uh, all right. Um, 
What are, what are we talking about? Oh, another thing people are uh, comparing me to, as I find out, is, uh, is TV shows, which is weird. Like, I told somebody what I do. I'm a uh, struggling bachelor stand-up comic. Uh, and they were like, oh, that reminds me of that TV show. And I was like, Seinfeld? They're like, no, lost. <laughs> I was like, why? They are like, because in the end, it's unsatisfying and ultimately a waste of time. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's a little harsh, Mom, but all right. <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh... I like I uh, like having uh, gone to school uh, in journalism school because now I have like friends in weird journalism related jobs. Like I have a friend who's a color commentator for the New York Islanders, which is the hockey team, which is a really cool job I think. But all he has to do is be that guy on the sideline in the booth. You know what I mean? Like just spitting out all those random. Zamboni has 13 shots. This is the 15th shot he's taken in a row, and that he's made. But like all these like crazy stats, he just has to like pull out of his head, like on command, right? Uh, which is insane to me because I can barely manage to remember to put on deodorant like every day. You know what I mean? Like, and this guy is like pulling out stats from like the seventies. Like it's, I'm like, you, you're 26 years old. You have no reason to know who won the Stanley cup in 1976 all the way up to the present day. That's insane. I was like, how the fuck did you manage that? He was like, well, uh, when I was a kid, instead of reading like books and stuff and like watching TV or playing video games, I used to read sports almanacs. Uh, yeah, and I was like, that is a revolutionary way to dry up every vagina <laughs> on earth. I've, I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of a nerdy, <laughs> like what, like this is a new avenue we need to be pursuing. He also talk, told me about, a. Uh, 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 he uses the mind palace theory or like practice. It's like what Sherlock Holmes uses. Marty, of course, you know, uh, but yeah, it, the mind, the mind palace is basically you have like an imaginary building, this imaginary palace that you kind of create these different rooms in which you can store these different memories. Uh, so he does that with sports. So it's like there's hockey, there's football, there's, you know, whatever, all kinds of rooms. And then I thought about like my mind palace and it's kind of just like a mind hoarder house. Like it's, there's no organization. It's just like a bunch of references from the eighties. I have no reason to, I'm like, I'm hanging on to these. They're like, you've never even seen the A team. I'm like, shut up fool. You don't know that. Like, that's not even a good day. Mr. T voice. I'm like, eh, it's close enough. Again, I have no reason to know all these references. They're just there. <laughs> just like, it's like dead cats and shit in there. It's just, it's a mess. It is a mess. Uh, trying to learn more about myself. Uh, so I'm doing all kinds of stuff to expand my horizons. I recently started taking salsa classes because uh, I just want to find out how wide I can really get. You know what I mean? Like, where's the limit on this one? Uh, <laughs> indeed. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's difficult, man, to dance with like, like to salsa dance with like people who are good at salsa dancing when I've got like the rhythm of like, <laughs> I don't know some kind of joke that I haven't written yet. Laugh now, great, yay, uh, all right. That's where you guys come in in the workshop. <laughs> I don't know, uh, I was like, I was dancing with this one girl, right? This like Spaniard, this ridiculously hot girl. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Spaniard. They're like the hottest people on earth. Like she somehow combined sweatpants and lace to make like the hottest outfit of all time. I didn't know how that was physically possible. She somehow managed it. So we're dancing, right? we're and uh, she has this move and she's like, she's like, okay, you ready to do this move? Uh, and I'm like, no, but okay. And so we go and I step on our feet and whisper, I'm sorry, as she passes by. Uh, and uh, I'm, like, I'm like, what was that move called? She's like, Lo Santo. I was like, oh, now I know. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, that's it, guys, thanks. Cole Chapman. I speak Spanish. Lo Siento means I'm sorry. That was cute. That's yeah. funny. Uh, I really liked your lost joke. 
I'd like it more if you mentioned a polar bear. Just because I hated that show because I stopped watching it once the polar bear came into play. I'm like, fuck you guys. What the fuck it's is like going on? Sixth episode. Yeah, they like put a, <laughs> it's like second season. They bring in the polar bear and then they put them in the stupid polar bear cage and they oh, figure yeah. out that this stupid. Uh, anyways, oh, yeah. what a stupid show. But that's that's a very that was a very funny joke. Oh, thanks. Am I on here? Yes. Uh, as far as comparing it to Lost, I mean, it's like kind of the running thing about Lost is that it started off as like a one season like writer strike thing and then continued way longer than it should have, aka your comedy career. Thank you. Thank you. Something yes. like uh, some some way for you that you could go with that. Um, I don't know. It's something I just I just had a thought. Like the Almanac guy is basically like the jock version of a nerd. Like he just studies a bunch of sports and he thinks <laughs> yeah. that makes him like. Sports centric, like no, like that doesn't work. Like that. I, I, I think nerd. I think I was gonna add something maybe in there about autism. Maybe he's just autistic. Yeah. Because why would he? Ma- why would he know all the Stanley Cup winners from 1972? No one even likes hockey here. Like why? Yeah. Why the fuck would he know that? It's just so. Yeah. It's from Long Island. I don't oh, know. okay. Yeah, weird yeah. over there. Sure. Um, and then when you're talking about the palaces, is maybe get a little more like. Uh, more descriptive with like the actual like if his palace is like a mansion up on a hill mine's like blah 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 uh-huh. and uh but it's like in her like i live in hurricane country because got a huge porn basement or something like that okay something along those lines uh-huh. uh, and you also have the rhythm of a drunk octopus or you look like frankenstein had a stroke oh cool <laughs> i like both those <laughs> oh was that for the insert laugh here i enjoyed insert joke laugh here i think that it was I think you could use it at it's any. Like choose your own adventure, right? Choose but you could just you, it could be its own joke, honestly. Like you know, one time when I saw Dave Attell, he did this thing where he said, "I have a punchline." It goes, um, but I don't have the joke. It goes something, something, clit the size of a knuckle, and the, and the audience just fucking lost it. He's like, "All I got is a punchline, you guys. So you help me out." It goes something, something, clit the size of a knuckle. But same thing with like insert laugh here, like insert punchline. Well, it, that was cute. Uh thing with uh, the sports almanac thing uh, you could always say uh, what is he trying to back to the future part two himself he loves that movie yeah at, or has he secretly invented time travel or you know he's just waiting for his shot definitely not no so alright just thoughts <laughs> I liked uh, I like um, to get lower to the mic so I figure it's easier <laughs> than hunching over his power stance I hope you're not uncomfortable with it I liked the deodorant bit and okay. sweatpants and lace. These were Thank good you. details. I liked your body language with the salsa. So maybe either just really commit to it, maybe be really, you know, like I am doing body stuff yeah. or, you know, or commit to it, but still suck at it. There's a part of the later part of a joke where I talk about getting called out like in three step time. Uh, so I don't know if that would uh, like called out by the instructor that I'm terrible at this. So I don't know if that would ameliorate your concerns, but uh, I know it would. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. I do also just like insert joke. You could do something with like first dance in fifth grade, you know, like when you, uh, you do your first dance and ever at a school dance and you suck and you're covered in aftershave or whatever you boys put on. It's very strong. Um, yeah. Good job. Thank you. Clap wildly, everybody. For Cole Chapman. Whoa. All right. Your next comedian coming up to the stage. Take notes. Tell her what you think. Uh, and hey, get out your iPads and apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018 right now. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Valerie Vernali. I forgot that this happens on the Monday. <laughs> so I didn't prepare anything for you people. 
Because um, I forget that comedy has to be funny sometimes. These are things. I don't know. Maybe I'll try out. Okay, so. All right. Um, a lot of male comics like try to make rape funny on stage, and a lot of you fail at it because a lot of females... Like, when you guys do a rape joke, like, we don't know if you actually want to rape us. Like, you know what I mean? It's like that classic racist thing. It's like, if Valerie Vernally, the half black, half white lady, makes a racist joke, people go, oh, that's funny because she can't possibly be racist because black people just aren't racist. You know what I mean? And they disacknowledge that I'm half white and that I could very well be racist. These are things. Point is, one drop rule. Moving on. Point is, is that when women make rape jokes, it's different because we live in this bleak reality. Correct, Pam? Correct? Yeah. You know what I mean? We live in the bleak reality. So it's like there is a moment for women, I feel, when we're by ourselves in our own spaces, like, you know, doors closed, just us, that rape is like a little funny. (laughs) Like a little. Like, okay, like what happened to me? I'm just gonna tell you true life shit. So my friend and me, we had a, a business, like we, when I worked for this company that was downtown, we had like events and shit that you had to go to or whatever, and part of the job was being fashionable. So my friend was like, hey, I just bought a new maxi dress that looks really good on me. And mind you, my friend, she's a gorgeous person. She's five foot eight, and she's like super you know, tall, thin, and then she's a fat booty. I'm talking like, you think Kim Kardashian is a fat booty? She doesn't, okay? I'm talking like, I'm talking like, imagine two of those on top of each other, this <laughs> statuesque white woman who happens to live in San Leandro, quote unquote, but it's really just fucking Oakland because it's just trying to make it fancy on, you know, trash day. Anyway. <laughs> point is she told me she bought this maxi dress but it really hugs her curves and she was going to take bart into the city but she didn't want to get raped she goes he goes look like i'm gonna be going through this bart thing with this dress on i don't want to get raped and i go that is true uh, maybe you should just wear jeans or something because you know you do have the body for rape i mean you just do you just do janine you just have the perfect body for rape i don't have the body for rape janine that's what, i don't have it i'm too top heavy you know what i mean like only in certain neighborhoods do i have the perfect body for rape like the mission perfect place most mexicans are five foot four they get me at the knees i'm done i'm taken down and that's how women because it's our reality, you know what I mean? But when dudes come up here and say, ah, oh, rapey stuff, we just go, no, dude, falls flat. Just, we don't get it. But that's a real conversation that happened. And I told a male comic about this, and he goes, whoa, too far. And I go, it's our lives, man. How the fuck are you going to tell me? You know. I'm glad you laughed at that. What else do I want to talk about? Louis C.K.? <laughs> I just, I feel like I was talking to Ian about this. I feel like Louis C.K. is just doing a big long con. Like I just feel like, because <laughs> I ended up reading the response that he said about the whole thing, and like the fact of the matter, he number one apologized to the cast and crews of his shows more than the ladies, which I loved. I was like, ah, I'm sorry, I did these. Things. I mean, I I wasn't totally wrong because I asked and shit, but whatever. The point is, I just feel like this is like he's gonna do some ultimate punchline shit or he's got to die similarly to the Carradine dude, right? Like he definitely has to die by putting a belt around his fucking throat and trying to jerk off and come and do all this stuff at the same time. <laughs> but it's only only if it's back on like, the best callback of all time is only if he comes on his own stomach. Am I right? Like only if he comes on his own stomach. All right, that's all I got. That's it. Valerie Bernali, everyone.
Hooray. I, I, it's a Louis C.K. thing. Yeah. I mean, how long will it be in the news? But I still, I, I like, I like your tag, take on it on the tag on the end. I just think, I, I don't know. Guys are gross. Comedian guys are gross. Like, people don't know that yeah. they're going to, like, you don't think that all these dudes wouldn't masturbate in front of, like, they just, I think they're just too embarrassed to, ask. I'm sure someone's been masturbated in front of in the bathroom at, at Brainwash. I mean, it's just that they don't have any power, so it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah. The only difference is that Louis C.K. can make or break your career. Other than that, like, dude, I'd love him to jerk off in front of me. That'd be funny. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, but isn't it, it's such a, it's like a guy jerking off in front of you is kind of like a sad, pathetic little thing anyways. I don't but see I mean, it as I a power like you're move. you're powerfully, like, smart, late. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What's what's um what's a one drop rule? Oh, it's like uh, if you're one, if you like, you have any black in you, you are black. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Black people care about it, more right? Like the why the word octoroon exists. Yes. Okay. Yes. Octoroon one means you. Yeah. You're like an eighth black if you're yeah. an octoroon. There's also one sixteenth black, which is like insane. <laughs> but you know, people. That's Rachel Dolezal, right? Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, just one bit. You were talking in the beginning about you know guys don't know that they can't do this on stage. Like they just haven't figured it out yet. Like they not they shouldn't be talking about this stuff on stage because they just don't have a realistic perception of themselves. Uh, you could say I don't get why. Like you know the Germans figured out they had they can't make Holocaust jokes anymore. Like like that's pretty obvious. Uh, I don't know something along those lines. Like why can't guys figure it out? Why can't... Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. Direction to go with that. I thought it was a funny story, the body for rape, and that you don't have a body for rape, and the whole thing about a Mexican taking you out at the knees. That's that's funny stuff. Low center But of is it, like, should I... I mean, is that... Do I walk a problematic line with that? That's my... I don't question. think so, but I, I, don't, I don't give a fuck about anything, so I don't... <laughs> like, no, seriously, I'm like... Yeah. The only thing I won't do is I have learned as a skinny bitch I cannot tell fat jokes. Mm. That's I the only thing... You You can't... I mean... You, I, I try, dude. Nobody laughs. Nobody laughs. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's weird. May, I, don't, I don't know. It's a weird thing. The only problem with the body for rape is just like... Realistically, every kind of woman gets raped. Old ladies, every kind of lady. No, I know. You know that. Of course you know that. So that's, I yeah. got, maybe I'm just like intellectualizing it, but I'm like, well, then it's not real. You know what I mean? But that, so I don't know yeah. if other people in the audience would do, go there I that I, where I went. I will think about this. Old, old lady, if you're going to knock someone down too, who better to knock down than an old lady? She's True. definitely got the body True. for rape. You knock her down True. easy. Maybe I need to define the body for rape. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. I mean, there still could be uh, something there. I don't know. Because it used to, the joke used to be that I have the body for molestation, and she has the body for rape. Like she is the form, the platonic form. That's funny. So people will only t- they'll just touch your boobs inappropriately, but they don't want to like get in your booty. Yeah. See. Uh, oh, I had Maybe. one. Uh, it's just a tag. I don't know why it keeps going in my head, but uh, you do. The phrase, a rape joke, stolen valor, <laughs> keeps going through my head. Rape joke, stolen valor. Yeah, you know, have you ever heard of the phrase stolen valor? Yes. Yeah, so it's like, I was just like, just some kind of term of that, but it's like, it's like, a, yeah, it's just rape joke, stolen valor. Just seems I'm typing this down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also the other one, too, is like the one drop rule. You're like, you know, you could like, if you just explained exactly what it was, because, you know, we're ignorant of shit, and then also be like, it also applies to using the N-word if you don't, <laughs> for that same, True. That same person, right? True. 
So I don't know. Maybe I can say I'm getting away from with murder for that one because I am. There you go. Yeah, either way. Can you say the N-word? Of course. Do you? I've been told I can't by people who are oh. African, Whoa. like full African That's descent. Great. Yeah. America huh. dictates that? Really? Yeah. That's insane. Like, for, their parents are from Nigeria, and I said it, and they were like, you can't say it, and then everybody else calls me it, so I'm like, whatever. Whoa. I don't understand. <laughs> I know, it's a weird fucking thing. Ian, any comments, or was the brilliance too much for you? <laughs> Uh, I would say, uh, oh, uh, you should uh, smile more. Smile more. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a fuck. You. Ha- somebody has to die tonight. All right. Thank you guys. Yay, Valerie Vanelli. Yay, Valerie Vanelli. Your next comedian. Just got a great laugh there at the end of uh, at the end of Valerie's set. Clap your hands wildly for Ian Levy. Hey, uh, I, w- I will just say one thing. You said uh, German people don't make Holocaust jokes. They shouldn't. They they do. I have a I have a. I have a friend who went to Berlin, Germany, and they said 50% of the comics were making Holocaust jokes. They're just, it's like the hack material in Germany. That's what, uh, no, there's nothing legally, legally they're not allowed to own Mein Kampf, but yeah, yeah, you can't deny the Holocaust, but uh, joke about it. (laughs) It's all, it's all game. Anyways, that was just a a slight uh, uh, housekeeping thing I thought I would bring up. (laughs) Uh, recently, uh, um, recently I've been, uh, 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 the last few, uh, days I've been making arrangements, uh, for my father's funeral. Um, he's not dead. I just want him to know, uh, it's my time now. So that's <laughs> just, don't forget, you know, you want to have dreams, shouldn't have kids. That's what I <laughs> That's, that's what I say, dad. I'd leave or have brochures for retirement homes <laughs> around the house. That's my thing. Um, I gotta go. Uh, uh, recently, I went to a um, a party where I only knew one person there. I was just hanging out with a friend, and they're like, "Oh, do you want to go to this house party?" Uh, and normally, I don't like doing those things, but this time I just went. Uh, I didn't know anyone, and it was just kind of free. Like it's just like it was like going to a party where the rules don't matter. Like, you just had free reign. I basically just hung out with the uh, the cheese platter the entire time. Uh, and that was pretty good. I will say one thing. It was like a tech party. Uh, and uh, there was uh, one black guy there at the party. And it seemed like people would make a... Like, they would go up to him. And then almost like go like... Ham! And like clear their throats and be like... I'm talking to this guy. Like, do you see me? Huh? Do you see what I'm doing? Uh, so I started talking to him. Um, uh, you know, he seemed like a stereotypical black. So he, uh, uh, you know, he grew up uh, in, he told me, in the, in the ghettos uh, of a place called Portland, Oregon. It's just a weird, uh, interesting interesting fellow he told me um you know he didn't grow up uh, with a strong father figure uh, because he had two mothers so just 
I thought that was funny, but no. <laughs> just dumb. <laughs> uh, you try, sometimes you reach for the, you reach for the stars, and then you just fail. You just, it was a whole other bit I was gonna try to do. Uh, uh, it's just bad. Yeah. Here's another thing. I think, I think memory's weird. Memory's a weird thing. I don't understand the way my, my brain works. Like, if you, if you tell me, if I've met you for the first time, you can tell me your name, uh, and within three seconds, I will have forgotten it. Uh, but with crystal clear clarity, uh, I can visualize the worst dog shit I have ever seen. <laughs> like, sense memory. I guess it was really gross. I was walking, I was, it was on the sidewalk, not the, uh, the dog, there was something wrong with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> like clearly and the dog it was one of those things where the dog was was facing away from me and it had his like knees bent but it like looked back with a shame where it just kind of did like a and then and it was almost like just like 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 a warm fudgical fudgical where it just like <laughs> exploded onto the ground and I could I could picture it perfectly it had ripples it had ripples of shit. Why does my brain go like, we're gonna need this for later. That's the, this is something to store. This is important. <laughs> you need to wake up at 12.30 a.m. horrified. Uh, okay, yeah, that's my, that's my time, guys. Ian Levy, no wonder no one talks to him at parties. <laughs> Um, so I'd make fun of yourself more about why people weren't talking to you at the party. Did you look funny? Is it the beard? Is it your, is it your new newly burgeoning Jufro that's the same length as your beard? Is it the fluffiness? What's wrong with you that you have to talk to the cheese plate? Um, and, and, and come up with a name for that thing of talking to black people to look like you're talking to black people. That what, I don't, what would you call it? Like if you had a, a cheeky name for it? Being a liberal? Well, yeah, like whatever, like, but it's the, the, the concept of like, I want people to watch me talking yeah. to the black guy. I thought that was all pr- pretty I, I funny. I had a, a longer bit to that joke that was more racist, but ah. I decided, Do it next I, decided time. I cut it midway through because I was really like, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. But I have, I have one more, my, one more thing is that, that my why would you focus on the poop itself on the ground? I think that poop coming out of a butthole is much more interesting than what it does on the ground. Were you not like watching it cascade from its actual butthole? Um, cascade's a good word. No, I, uh, I was. I okay. was walking up behind it as, as the shit was happening. So, but you didn't, you didn't describe the butthole, you described the poo on the ground, which okay. I just find interesting. I just, yeah, I, yeah, what kind of dog was it? Yeah, well, I mean, you did, you did like a very half-assed dog act out. <laughs> Which, pun intended, I guess. And I like the part when you turn around shamefully, but I don't think your yeah. uh, face was shameful enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. This, but, I was, yeah, I was kind of, I wasn't really feeling it. I should have committed more. You got to commit to the dog well, shitting okay, act out. More, okay, I, I was going to do more of like a, what kind of face hey, like that? Go. Is that more of a... have another dog in the corner cover its nose with its paws, okay. like a classic dog move. No, um, I was thinking uh, the end there when you talked about, like, the, the punch about you, your brain clearing room for that mm-hmm. uh, terrible memory. I think you could uh, definitely go into that aspect of it more. I feel like you touched on it only for a minute, or like only for a yeah, bit, yeah. just to kind of get that quick punchline off. But I think there's just, like, much more room to expand on yeah. that. Like, the inner workings of your kind of memory 
officers. Like, we gotta, we gotta clear this shit out. It's like, fuck all yeah, these yeah. temporary names shit. We don't need this. Here, dog <laughs> took a giant shit. Let's remember this forever. Or it's like, yeah, I can remember this in perfect detail, but I can't remember... Fuck, like, I already forgot it. Yeah, like, yeah. Something like that. Act it out. Much more visceral. Oh, Valerie, you had, uh... Yeah, I, got, I got a fucking couple of notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, like the thing, the thi- I don't know why this seems funnier to me. If you're going up to the black guy and you're trying to do your part, and then the dog shit thing comes into your mouth. <laughs> you know what okay, I mean? combine the two. Something about like yeah, yeah. just like yeah, he's telling me his life story, but this dog shitting. I don't know. Plus, or if you're gonna do the black, you gotta like. Be comfortable. You have to be more comfortable with it than everybody else is going to. Yeah, be. I was. Just, I work it because I think the actual way I want to do it isn't because I was kind of talking about it in the third person. And when I actually, uh, the way I actually wrote it is me being the racist like person of, of like. But even then, it's like you're not racist. Just think what you're saying isn't racist. Just don't yeah, play it like. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know. No, that's smart. fair. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway. And get a better sweater. Ah, there it is. There you it look. Is. I mean, you look like um, Freddy Krueger before he got um, burned. Freddy right? Krueger before he got burned. Yeah, it's like the stripy sweater. I, 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 yeah, I used to say I looked like my sweater. I looked like vegan Freddy Krueger. Oh, that's so funny. That's, that's really cute. A vegan Freddy Krueger. That's really cute. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, you could even when you're talking. About, I still think at the party, that's the thing. Is like, of course, no one was talking to me. I look like a vegan. I look like a, a vegan Freddy Krueger eating cheese or whatever, yeah. farting at the cheese plate. Huh. Funny stuff, though. Everybody like it? Everybody clap? Everybody clap. Ian Everyone Levy! Like Ian Levy! Oh, your next comedian. Uh, did great last month. His show got almost 30,000 downloads. Um, he had about 27,000 downloads in the month of October. And he just started his show this year. So he went, he's, he's a Zoomer. It's great. One of the top shows this month. Put your hands together for Arden. Thank you, Pam. Yes, that's right. I got 400 bajillion million downloads. I got all the downloads. They're all mine. All the downloads. God damn it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just looking for someone that's just wants to play with my hair. Like, that's it. And I'll let me put it in them. Like, that's, that's really all I'm looking for. Like, not, uh, I'm 5'7", and my dick is six inches long, which isn't, doesn't sound impressive, right? But, but if I was just 6'1", my dick would be six and a half inches long. So, you know, <laughs> it's all about perspective, people. Come on. Uh, anyway, I... Every woman I date is some version of my mother. Emotionally abusive, an alcoholic, not willing to pay my fucking cell phone bill. Uh, You know, a million idiots on Twitter could solve cancer. You know, one of these days it's going to be, hey, I don't think Kim Kardashian should use that bronzer because it could block the beta tune. Oh my God, I've cured Parkinson's.
I ate an entire pizza last night. Thank you. Uh, for the radio audience, it, that, that doesn't sound impressive, but for, for everybody else that knows that I'm anorexic, that's, that's a lot. Uh, and, I, and I've actually, since the last time I checked my weight, uh, some like six months ago, I've gained, gained uh, four whole pounds. So, so, yeah. So, so, well, wait, ladies, don't clap. I'm 132 pounds. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, you're, uh, all right. I, so everybody knows I've been putting my bye. Uh, I've been putting uh, my face on stuff. I've been putting on buttons. I just put it on hoodies. Uh, but it's taken me a long time to figure. Out. I should. I, I work in a coffee shop. I should put it on coffee mugs. Ah. Like yeah. What dumb stupid idiot me like coffee mugs? Coffee mugs with my dumb face on. Ah. It took me this freaking long. But here's the thing. Coffee mug much more expensive than anything else because you got to buy a gross at a time. Yeah, so if you get them, even at like $5 a pop, it's still... Uh, so I'll be charging $25 a coffee mug for anybody that wants one. Comedians, you're more than welcome to donate to me being more famous than you one of these days. You know? Thanks, Pam. Uh, that was everything I had written down. Um, gosh, yeah, I'll just uh, leave extra time for people to be disappointed in me. <laughs> so, uh, thanks very much. Arden, everyone, it's clearly high today. I feel like I feel like you did two different, two different, like like you had the the beginnings to the jokes were the ends to other jokes or something like um. Uh, well, uh, I have to figure out which notes were, which notes were who's the Parkinson's one. I'm like, what? I just didn't. All of a sudden, you're like Parkinson's, and I'm like, well, is so, this because you're high? Or no, I mean, I laughed really I'm, hard. I'm not. I I, I kind of clipped it. So the idea is that somebody, while writing a tweet about Kim Kardashian wearing too much bronzer, realizes that that bronzer could be a component in. A cure for Parkinson's, but I've I've got to figure out the connection. Right, because I was like curing can. I was like, so the yeah, bronzer gives you the cancer. cancer, but then it solves Parkinson's. Also, I was high when I wrote this. Today oh, okay. Work, so, Fair you know. I would mention I would mention the being high thing. Yeah. Because um, and I didn't I I didn't get your dick joke. Why was six and a half inches? Because if you were six one, I would think your dick would still be six inches. What's where's the half inch come from? Unless it was like, well, no, you, I'm talking. It's proportionality. So if if you if my dick is six inches and I'm five, so it's a math joke. I uh, you know it, it's it's. But if you were you, six you, one, then it would be. Oh, I see. Because it's the percentage. Would, oh, yeah, so ratios. Be, yeah. And inches in height. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so point five inches is the extra inches yeah, of the, what the whole length. Okay. Okay. Now so I get it. So me being another, you know, five inches taller means I get extra half inch of dick. Not right. That which impressive. isn't. Yeah. yeah. See, I thought you were getting to the thing of like being five seven and having a six inch dick. Like it looks huge because you're short. Well, but the same dick so. on a tall body would look small because they're tall. But anything I can say to draw attention to my dick, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Others. Wow. Is Nobody? everybody odd? Wow. John Gallagher has something to say. <laughs> I, just, I just hurt myself. Yeah, that was a... Fizzy. Do, do that. Do, just fall... Fall on flat ground. That's a good joke. Um, I just... I think you should dig into more like that... 
hilarious logic. I don't know about like talk about just how much bigger you'd be and how big your dick would also be. I think that's I think that's just a good joke too. It's like if I was the size of a building, my dick would be like oh, a, a meter and like just a like, parking meter. Just, yeah. It's a silly exercise. Just like make it bigger than I don't know. Just go into it. You know. Yeah. If you were four stories tall, your dick would be the size of a parking meter, which is like three and a half feet tall. Just funny. I like that premise because it's a math joke, so no one can dispute your numbers. Because <laughs> people are like, I, if you say so, man. Like, I, I, have I no did. Fucking but idea. That's, that's why I picked six one instead of six foot or six five because I did the math and it comes out to almost exactly six yeah, and a half. Wait, well, you could also you could even add to the joke and make it like do maybe a circumference joke that you've got a pi pi r squared on the radius with the, you know, because the girth yeah. of the dick. It's not really the length isn't really the important part. Uh, I think. I don't know if the ladies agree with me, but it's more of a of a girthy thing. Ladies oh, consensus. Oh, it's oh, the girth. Oh yeah. Also, too, you could just uh, you could just refute the logic of the joke automatically, and just be like, and if I was six one, my dick would be the same. It would wouldn't yeah. change at all. It's a dick. It doesn't that's doesn't affected by it. <laughs> yeah. Dick, dick joke, math joke. First time I've heard one of those. Yeah. The other We're trying, trying all the mics tonight. All right. Any any last minute chances to to shit on my jokes? Come on, anybody? No, no. Wow. You. Yeah. Uh, you should uh, smile more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you. Equal opportunist comic. I'll, Never forget. I'll, I'll tell you this. You know what's what's the difference? Be- what's the difference between uh, a pile of trash and a girl from New Jersey? I don't think the good people of San Francisco should do uh, As a feminist, I don't know if we could... Uh, okay, what? <laughs> the pile of trash gets picked up. Oh, oh. anyway. Anyway, good night, everybody. Jersey girls. Yay, Arden! <laughs> Join Arden every Wednesday from 10 to midnight on the Night Space. Uh, he had over 27,000 downloads. We so ask people every week, comedians, to be on them and read his High Time Story Times. You can find High Time Story Time Volume 1 and 2 on Amazon. Volume 3 coming out soon. Uh, yay, Arden. All right, your next comedian. Uh, hey. She is a funny lady. She's going to make you laugh. She has extensive notes I saw her working on earlier, and I'm like, damn, girl. Put your hands together for April Hirschman. Hey, baby. Hey. It's great to be back at Mutiny Radio. So I just I just realized this now. So the, a comedy stage is like a pool. It starts out really clean, and then all the men get in it and like pee and jack off. And as a woman, I'm just... Let me get past all the rape jokes and the misogyny, and here I am. Just need to shower afterwards, ladies, shower afterwards. I thought that was funny. I just came up with that. So, my sis, uh, my fr- my best friend is really getting into kink, and she's got this dominant, submissive relationship with her master. And um, I want to be a supportive friend. She wanted to go to a sex party with me. And so I went, and just to kind of set the stage, it was a lot of like fisting, spanking, beating, whipping, you know, just childhood in Texas. People are working things out. And uh, I was just a voyeur, just observing, but I wanted to get involved in a scene. That's what it's called when you do a little something exhibition. And so I found a leather daddy woman 
to um, tie me up and whip me because I thought, you know what? <laughs> if you can't beat them, let them beat you. <laughs> okay, so um, on a similar note with the exhibition, like I opt out for the, you know, getting x-rayed at the airport because that's just a free kind of sex party groping situation right there. It's always a hot black officer woman and she tells me to spread my legs and put my arms out and she's like, I'm gonna have to pat under the bra line and she demonstrates that and then she's like also in the inner thighs up to here and she demonstrates that and I'm just like, it's so hot and she's like, do you want a private room? And I'm like, I mean, it could be better in the private. And I'm like, no, I'm into this whole exhibition thing and it's just like, they're so innocent and just trying to do their job and I'm just like, yeah, that's how I start my trips. I get a little, it's like a massage, it's sexual, okay. Um, Tinder is just endless uh, entertainment. I got off Tinder um, because I wasn't getting off on Tinder, does anyone? And But before I did, um, I was just, you know, swiping and judging. Isn't that what you do? You're swiping and judging. And then when the swiping is done, it's just a picture of yourself. Is that supposed to be symbolic? It's just you and it says, there's no one, 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 new, new, new around you. Why do they say that? They could be saying like, you're hot, we're actively looking for new days. But no, that's not what it says. It says there's no one new around you. But, um, and I just get caught up on the bad photography, the bad photo choices, everyone making out with their dog. And um, I just, you know, you finally, you know, match with someone, you go on a date, and uh, you know, you're talking about who's your, you know, how many, do you have any kids, ever been married, where'd you grow up, who's your uncle, just stupid shit. And you're not listening, because all you're thinking about is, is this the face that I want between my thighs? That's all you're thinking about. Chins don't matter, look, chins don't matter. It's just like, so Tinder's good, I wish you could blow up with a picture, but you just put the faces in, and you just as a visual, that it's between my legs, the phone, and you just top my clit to swipe, right? And it gets a little messy when I'm on my period. You guys are a real tough crowd, but you're just all mean comics, so it's okay. I'm not going to take it personally. Um, what else about Tinder? Tinder tourism. That's when really beautiful, happy, successful women are like, I'm married and I have two boyfriends. I'm just looking on here for more friends. How fucking dare you? This is a safe space for depressed silent, angry masturbators. Don't put your happy, shiny face in here. How dare you? Um, so I just have a question I want to ask the group. So, because people are always really good at like, I look like Freddy Krueger or whatever. And so if you have any ideas of what I look like, I'm not brunette anymore, so you can't say Natalie Portman, but um, open to suggestions of what would be funny. And that's been me tonight, April Hirschman. April Hirschman! Are you gay? Me? Yeah. I, I'm a bisexual, lesbian, queer woman, yes. Cool. Okay, I wouldn't mention that because I go, was a little confused. Sometimes it was like uh, there was a girl or a guy. I just, I mean, I just throw it out there because you're, I mean, unless you like to be ambiguous, I, I would just mention it because I was like, Ish, I thought you were kind of gay. It, it, I just needed a little more context. I've gotten this feedback and thank you for reminding me. I shall announce my gayness. And um, That could be a bit too. Right, I I can't believe that at the sex party you weren't the belle of the ball. I think that every I've been to sex parties and I am the belle of the ball. There are, f I mean, you can describe. Just go in and describe. Most of the people that go to sex parties are not attractive. That's you're true. really really good looking. You're like at a sex party, you're like a twelve. 
right? Oh, Pam. Seriously, I've, I've seen, I've been. It is not, you think it's going to be something? I, I mean, anyways, I haven't done any jokes about it because I just, I don't, I can't make, I can't make fat jokes. I'm not allowed to. Um, <laughs> and th- it, it won't, when you swipe her, anytime anyone says swipe her, all I can think of is swipe or no swiping, but that's because I watch a lot of Dora the Explorer, which is my own personal problem. So I don't know why I wrote down swipe or no swiping. Okay. Uh, do they not say leather mama? You said leather daddy, but it was it's a woman. Daddy, yeah, mama. It's not hot. Da- it's still daddy, but it's not. Good question. Not for no. It's like if you're a feminine lady and you want like a masculine date, you want it to be still Got your it. daddy. But yeah, that's okay. We, you can explain that too. Give us okay. a little bit of the background on like what. The- yeah, you're educating a lot of people okay. in these sets. So yeah, and I'm so queer that I don't know. So thank you guys for telling me. I also think I look gay. This. Side. Well, you look, uh, if you want to, what you look like, if oh, after you go into the voyeur stuff, after you go into the voyeur stuff, you just, or the, the BDSM stuff, you just talk, you say like, you know, it looks like I'm wearing a leather mama outfit under my outfit or wearing my leather daddy outfit under what I'm wearing right now. Like I put like, you know, the spring collection over like some name for like the leather daddy outfit. Okay. Um, you said when the, when the TSA asked you about the private room. You should ask them, does it cost extra? That's good. I knew <laughs> yeah. there was something missing. Yeah. That's good. Um, uh, oh, sorry. You still got more? Uh, yeah. Right, go ahead. Uh, Tinder says you got no one new. That's uh, fine. Show me some old ones. It's not like I don't look at, I'm not looking at new porn every time I look at porn. <laughs> like I don't go back to the same porn. Uh, and you say like, this is the only part of the face you care about, which is really annoying because that's the part of the face that most people blur out when they send uh, pics of themselves, like dirty pics. Oh, you're like it's annoying. That's that's the part I want to see. Like right. I don't want to see the bottom half of your body. I want to see the part that you just blurred out. I'm right. thinking about that. Uh, also, I was you, you bring up uh, being a voyeur in the beginning, and I was thinking if you do that sequence of jokes again, you could tie in voyeurism to the uh, TSA pat down. Uh, so you just be like, should you take me to a private room? It's like, no, I want them to watch. <laughs> like that's yeah, no, like I want that. them to watch. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, and then, um, and then the, I don't. In terms of uh, things you look like, I mean, it's obviously more fashion based. But you could be like the lesbian equestrian. Uh, lesbian equestrian. Pretty good. And then uh, you do like a, like um, I'm trying to think like a something like a Charles Dickens character. I don't know. So it's outfit based, but more just well, like that's what. All, that's all well, I but when you yeah. you should mention the shaved head as a being like super queer. Be like, I'm sporting the lesbian look this week, well, as you can see, because you yeah. talked about how your hair used to be brown. You but- said that last week. You said uh, I shave the side of my head, which means I also like women. Like that was one of the things you said last week. Yeah. It was like a throwaway line that was yeah. really funny. Like okay, that's something you should really work in. I know because I'm still trying to figure out though why that is. I just did it because I knew it was, but <laughs> I know there's an even better joke than we found yet with the side shave, you know? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, why is that? Maybe just think about why is that super gay? I mean, it, it could be like Legend of Billie Jean, punk history, that like, you know, masculine women, something, right? Sure. Yeah. So like on this side, I'm like Demi Moore on this side, I'm a bull dagger. Something okay. Well, yeah, you're what and think think of two think of two Demi Moore characters. One where she's all like, 
this side is Demi Moore and striptease, and this side is Demi Moore, G.I. Jane. Yes. Right. That's pretty good. But that's good. too obvious. You gotta go. Yeah, something. it's too obvious. It might you be too go obvious. Something, yeah. You gotta do a reversal. You gotta or, do or, oh, who is she? Um, 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 uh, um oh, um, she's um, so cute, and she has a, Lori Petty plays it, Tank Girl. Tank Girl. You All could right. do, one side is Lori Petty, because she has blonde hair, too. One side is, you in, know. In Tank Girl, and then the other is Pamela Anderson and Barb Wire. Yeah, yeah, that would work. Pamela Anderson and what? Barbed Wire. Or uh, Barbed Wire. Or even, um, she was in North Shore. No, no. The, you know, the one with um, the guy who can't act, Keanu Reeves, and um, the guy who's dead, Patrick Swayze. She was, Lori Petty (laughs) was in that movie where they were surfing, and she... Point Break. Point Break. Point Break. This is Lori Petty Point point break. Break. This is Lori Petty Tank Girl. No. Yeah, no, Lori, it's just Lori Petty's yeah. always Tank Girl, though. That's I don't yeah. think she's ever. You do look like Laura Petty, though. Huh? A little bit. Okay. It's a little dated. I'm old. I'm sorry. I'm old. Yeah. She's on Orange Is the New Black. She's on Orange Is the New. Oh, that's right. She's, she's the really crazy one. I don't look like her then. No, you don't look like her now. <laughs> you look like her then. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is like my only lasting celebrity crush. It's sad. He he is he can't act his way out of a wet paper bag. Put your hands together, everybody, for <laughs> April Urchman. Moving right along. Your next comedian. What a funny guy. He has a great idea for a show upcoming. He has all kinds of great ideas, and he's gonna tell you about them right now. Put your hands together for Marty Cunny. I was going to do comedy, and now I'm just going to spend four minutes defending Keanu Reeves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some bunch of bullshit. No, um, no, I do have some things I'd like to talk about, especially my love for karaoke. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, I did. A, I did. I, I guessed a show on your karaoke show like a way back. I did my my own version of the Pina Colada song about the power exchange. Yeah, uh, it was. I was. That was really drunk. I was very drunk. Uh, but I, my favorite song to do for karaoke actually is uh, "Forgot About Dre" uh, by Dr. Dre. Uh, it's my top, my top number one song, and I think it's great because I. It's very virtual signaling for me because I get a great opportunity to not say the N word on the microphone in front of a bunch of people. Because I think if people look at me, they look like, yeah, this guy's probably gonna say it, and he's be like, well, what? It's in the song. It's okay, right? Like. No, I get a great opportunity and there's only one or two in there too. So I don't like, I know when they're coming up, like I'm not going to like slip up and accidentally say it. Like, no, I I know when those twos are coming. It's not like, you know, it's not like a DMX song, which is like the equivalent of like a Vietnamese minefield. Like I just like, I don't even know where I'm going. Kim's stepping between these fucking landmines about to blow up my credibility in this small room of people that I think I know very well. Um, yeah, that's about that. I, uh, I'm just terrible at, uh, hitting on women. I just, uh, it's taken me a long time to really just settle on that. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 it seems like all the ways that I think about like how to start conversations and how to interact with people just go right out the window when I think it's like about talking to a girl. Uh, one time I asked a girl, uh, I thought this was a conversation starter. Hey, what's the biggest falafel you've ever seen? Believe it or not, she did it. it, it when you had to repeat yourself like over and over again, like guarantee that was not a good conversation starter. If, like people just can't believe what you just said. He said biggest falafel, biggest falafel, like like a falafel, like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the biggest falafel you've ever seen? Like, doesn't doesn't go well. Uh, one time I asked a girl, uh, do, do you think oatmeal is jealous of cereal? <laughs> she didn't know how to respond. Oh, uh, man. I, uh, I, was, I left an open mic on 6th Street the other day, the old OMG, and uh, homeless guy spit in my face. Let's, let's, go out, let's go right out and say it like that. Homeless guy spit in my face, zero provocation. I was walking down the street. A girl was walking next to me, and he got both of us in one spit, which I would like to say is kind of impressive. Like, he got like a spray attack, <laughs> called us both a couple, bunch of bitch-ass motherfuckers, and we walked away. And I was like, you know... You don't start a fight on 6th Street. That's not what you do. But I was thinking about it. It was like, I was contemplating in my head, like, is it worth getting stabbed to punch this guy in the face? Like, is that, that's where my brain was going. Where she said, like, as as soon as we got out of earshot, she just goes, yeah, I get it. It's like, like, I got to step up my white guilt game. Cause like, this is, I am getting outclassed right here. It's like, and then she kind of explained it too. It was like, oh, I've got kind of an annoying voice and it is Dreamforce this week. And I was like, you know what? Now that you say that, I do kind of get it. Like, <laughs> Think about Dreamforce and Soma. Like that's got to rile up all those people. All these people talk about like solving. We got to think globally. We got to solve all the problems of the world. Like there is a guy shitting on the street on the way in here. Like solve that problem. Like where's the app for that, motherfuckers? Like Dreamforce assholes. Sort that shit out before you start thinking about the Sudan, okay? Um... Real quick one, uh, I love Yelp reviews for things that shouldn't have Yelp reviews. Um, I think my top example of this is the SF County Jail. Uh, people have a lot of opinions about the SF County Jail. Um, and believe it or not, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars on Yelp. Uh, out of five. Uh, no, it, out of four would be impressive, yeah. But no, three and a half stars. There's more you think you'd get for a county jail. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Now, why don't we go through some of these reviews here? Uh, first guy, uh, five stars. He said, uh, what a great place for a weekend getaway from the wife. Said, okay, all right, it works. Uh, second person, one star. I was like, okay, this person must have had a pretty bad experience. Nope. All it said, one line, verbatim. Who even still has corded phones? One star. What the fuck? I don't get it. I think my favorite one, though, was uh, a guy gave it four stars. And uh, this is the voice I, I picture reading it in. You know, I picture this guy. Uh, this place was awesome. Uh, everybody here was down to party. They gave you free shoes, and the jugs were awesome. I would have given it five stars, but it was a total sausage fest. <laughs> Anyways, that's me, guys. Thanks a lot. I can't, I can't believe that you're still single. Uh, <laughs> I would quote some of that song. Oh, some of that Dr. Dre, Dre song, yeah. Just like launch into just it? Just launch into a section of it. Well, it's good. Isn't it the, Eminem? The, Doesn't Eminem sing it though? It's not yeah. Dr. Dre. Well, the, uh, yeah, it's, he does the chorus, then he does the middle verse. Is he allowed to say the N-word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. But he um, doesn't. He doesn't. He expressly doesn't, but he is pretty much allowed to. He's allowed to. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's... He did that Trump thing. Anyways, I didn't know. I would, I'd launch into some of that song. Yeah, but that's actually convenient because 
the N word gets dropped about three lines in. So I could say like, ha ha, this is why I'm doing this. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then with the biggest falafel, is it the balls were big? The falafel deep fried balls were big? Or do you, are you talking about like the, the wrap itself? Like it was a big falafel, like a falafel. The balls. The, the falafel balls, balls. The falafel yeah. balls. It's not always in a wrap. Right. Well, so it's yeah. like, I, I would even, I mean, that's something how I about the balls. conversation. Like, oh, no, no, let me clear this up. Like, I'm not just talking about wraps. I'm talking about the falafels. Talking, like, but you're but the but the but if you say balls, falafel balls, yeah. that that could that could make you seem creepier because yeah, yeah. they could think that you're talking about your balls or yeah, that's um, that's good. That's good call. And I was I, also on acid when I said that. So oh, that's good. But I don't feel like that's a health. I feel like it sounds funnier if it sounds like something I said sober. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what's the biggest falafel? And the Dream Force stuff is funny, and I liked all that stuff at the end with the jail. That's creative. Yeah. Uh, John has things to say. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, with the Eminem joke, like I liked it, but if you get to it faster, I think it'd be it might work a little bit better too. It's like, you know, it's my favorite song is uh, my favorite song to sing is uh, you know, forgot about Dre. It's like, which is great. It's like everybody can think, wow, a white guy can say the N word on stage. Like I, don't know, I just think get into it faster, maybe. Yeah, be a little bit work, or maybe reverse engineer a little bit. So you start out with that and then kind of work with like why you can virtue signal and it might, I don't know, maybe it'll be different or maybe a little better. I don't know. I thought yeah. That was an idea. Well, it's a brand new one. I, 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 that's my big problem with a lot of the, like when I setting up a new premise is I just kind of take a long time leading into it. Oh yeah. It's just, yeah, just an idea. You know? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, shitting on Dreamforce is always great. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck Salesforce. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. I like the white guilt game. That was funny. This is probably too obscure a reference, but I was thinking of Northern Exposure where the um, white people get hit by tomatoes by the Native Americans in the town. I thought that was really funny. No idea what that is. Too obscure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, white guilt game was fun. I also thought you should sing some of the song. Um, Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. So what is the biggest falafel you've ever seen? Oh, man. It was huge. It was actually in Guatemala too, which was very strange. (laughs) I was in this town... So apparently, real quick rundown. See, it's a good, it's a good conversation starter. Keep it going. is in my brain, <laughs> but when you say it to somebody, not so much. It kind of give you a weird look. Uh, anyways, do you want to hear some of the song? Oh, yeah. the Power Exchange song? Oh, I was very drunk when I did that. <laughs> but you can download it. I don't know what the date was, but it's somewhere on the archives. Yeah, I should look that up. That was funny. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Yay! Marty Cunningham Going off to his next open mic to shit on Dreamforce or wherever he's going. I don't know. Maybe he's going to go to something else. Who knows? Your next comedian. What uh, What a generous man. He helps host uh, OMG all the time. And anyone who hosts an open mic is a saint. Absolutely true. Because uh, it is a thankless job, but he does it on Tuesdays at OMG. Put your hands together for John Gallagher. Thank you. You also do it Sundays with Joe Gorman, too. That's the, that's the big one. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Pam. Uh, this isn't going to stay there. I'll just hold it. I, uh, uh, I got into a fight on my Segway two weeks ago, uh, which is why you'll know none of the things I'm about to say really matter or are important because by day I'm a Segway tour guide. Uh, I got into a fight with this guy. I started taking me to cut off my group. I started taking pictures of his license plate and this guy gets out of this car and oh shit, I lose black guy. You know, I think that's kind of the thing. If you see a white guy on a Segway versus a black guy, everybody just looks at that and goes, you know what? This is, should happen because you see one man 
wielding the gentrification arm of the future, talking down to a man of color, and you see an angry black guy, you're like, you know what? That's probably right. That's how this should go. And the future is just as annoying as we planned. Um, uh, yeah, so nothing, unfortunately nothing happened, but uh, I did get uh, swung at. And uh, yeah, we moved on. And that should be funnier. Fuck it, whatever. Um, that was better the other time I said it. I, uh, I was laughing on Facebook. We, with all the shooting things, a lot of comedians on Facebook, their big thing is to shit on how all the Republicans and everybody goes uh, thoughts and prayers to try and fix the problem. The big joke is, with thoughts and prayers, what does that do? It's like, uh, it's oh, especially funny hearing it come from comedians uh, like satire has done anything ever. You know, it's like, we're going to shit on Trump and it's going to stop all the shit he's doing. It's like, no, he doesn't care. He's just, nothing happens at all. Everything just still stays awful. Like if anything, jokes aren't a uh, good uh, anti, uh, antidepressant or anti anything. They're very good at destroying the lives of the people telling them. That's what they're very effective at. I feel like, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of there's something else there. This is all just terribly unfunny so far. Nah, whatever. I uh, uh, was I just I got so excited on uh, the internet because one of the things I, I just kind of think about the concept about how like good is just like the the act of doing good is just so much worse, like worse overall than like being evil, like. Evil, I just associate my mind with being excellent. I'll give you an example. Like, we were all, the internet was very excited because, like, a guy gets fired from Twitter, or a guy, girl, or girl, you know, we never find out the identity of the person, right? They get fired from Twitter, and the internet is just stoked because for 11 minutes, they deleted Donald Trump's Twitter account. Oh, 11 whole minutes of glory. And everybody's like, wow, what a hero. And then immediately, like, Twitter just gets it back online. Nothing happens. Like, it just is kind of like when people are so stoked about just this minor thing that's good happening, we just lose our fucking shit just because the, every person that's evil is so good at being fucking evil. You know, like, I can guarantee this is what happened. The guy deletes Donald Trump's Twitter account. And then Twitter is so good at being fucking evil. Like, everybody in charge of anything is excellent at shitting on other people that are because good people are weak you know you're accepting you're forgiving and then evil people take advantage of that and they jump up to the top anybody in charge of anything is a monster right a ceo is a fucking piece of shit that's all they're doing they're sociopaths they're crazy people like that guy probably that person got taken thrown on the street covered in dirt and then just injected with heroin and nobody would know the difference right you could just that could just happen they could just be thrown in front of the twitter building full of heroin like twitter is so good at being evil if they can convinced us that we need Twitter. You know what I mean? Like that's, isn't that kind of crazy? Like Twitter, it doesn't need to be around. It's the least profitable company around. Okay. You guys uh, remember the show Doug? <laughs> this is my, this is my new saver. Uh, I like the show Doug. Uh, it was pretty cool. It color coded everybody's uh, ethnicity. Do you remember that? Like, uh, you know, you had a uh, blue guy, Skeeter. And the thing was, with blue, Skeeter was supposed to be black. That's what everybody says. Like, universally, Skeeter's supposed to be black. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm just racist. Like, Skeeter could just be a weird Dutch guy, you know? He's just sitting there making honking noises with his face. Uh, he looks like a member of the Blue Man Group. He could just be a weird European dude. But this entire time, I was like, he's musical. He's clearly a black guy. And that's my problem. <laughs> uh... What else did I want to do? Oh, this is silly. I feel like about like trying to do good stuff occasionally, but like every time I'm like, I should join up with the DSA or I should go and volunteer. Like I have an equally larger voice in my brain saying, just go buy a PS4. Like that's just the same. It's about the same level, the same voice in my head. 
The other one that I was going to say is I was talking about uh, like baseball a lot. Baseball is one of my favorite things. And I love baseball because every player that's really good, like everybody has their little quirks, and baseball players in particular are very good at usually being incredibly stupid. Like one of my favorite stories ever is about how Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, has like in his bedroom a portrait of himself as a centaur above his bed. Like... I just think that in my head, like, it's just not that he thinks that, like, centaurs are manly. He just really misunderstood the saying, hung like a horse. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, my entire lower body's a horse. Look at this. I don't know. Okay, that's enough. John Gallagher warmed up to us. Yay. Hey, Joey Avery's going to get a mic and... Yeah, I think with the um, with the segue joke, um, one of the other routes that you could take it is like the fact that you got into a verbal and then physical altercation on a segue. Like this dude started swinging at you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very funny perspective. Like, sure, some people were looking at it from like, wow, this is a white guy and a black guy and making a judgment based on that. Sure. I'm sure, other people were looking at it like, are those dudes on segways fighting? Like, I thought on a segue you had to have a smile the entire time. Seriously, right? Yeah. So I would, I would, I would go that route. He was on a segue too. No, no, no. He was just a guy on the street. He was in a car. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, he was, I didn't. Oh, make I thought that it was clear. a double segue so fight. Yeah, I just should have made. Oh, no, it was. Oh, sorry. You know, it was a man in a car almost ran me over. Oh. Oh my God! So I should have been. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're should've... over two on people liking you in that argument. <laughs> oh yeah, ex- oh exactly, yeah. So I should have made that more clear. Oh, oh I'm okay. sorry. That's terrible. Someone tried to run you over and oh, okay. swing yeah, at you. It's, I'm alive. It's hilarious. So didn't this? <laughs> didn't the Segway? Didn't the owner of that company die on a Segway? Like, no, is that just a myth? Oh, we, no, you're right. It is owner of the company, not the inventor. Yeah, the owner of the company. Did. And he, didn't he fall over a cliff? Like he he rolled himself off a cliff when he was like high on ecstasy, oh. Xanax, and uh, trying to commit suicide. Oh, so no one was around when he did it? Oh, yeah. He was just like rocking it solo. He was living his best life. <laughs> okay. Because there's, I just think there's humor there. Yeah. And also in his defense, the Segway did not tip over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I mean, I, I would do it. That's just, that one in particular after working around him, it's just kind of, it's a little bit tired, but yeah, okay. that's maybe. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. John Gallagher, go visit tomorrow night at OMG. Have fun time. Uh, your next comedian, what a funny guy. Uh, I hope he applies for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018 since there's only 18 days left to apply. 18 days left. The deadline for that is November 30th. 25 shows in five days, March 1st through 5th. I'm going to choose 40 comedians, and right now I've only had like 54 submissions, so... Odds are pretty fucking good right now, everybody. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. I would say if there is anything that I have learned from 2017, uh, it is that you should not meet your heroes. Unless you're trying to fuck. I think that is the only way to do it. If so, you're going to be in for a treat because they're probably down. I uh, <laughs> I imagine there's a ton of groupies out there right now sitting there going, why the fuck didn't you choose me? Uh, very upset. They would have been pleased with this type of misconduct, but it was misapplied. Um, definitely a, a depressing year for that. It's interesting, though, now that... It, it used to be that if you were powerful, it meant you would get away with this. 
Uh, and now it means that if you're powerful, you're twice as fucked. Like if you're a powerful and successful person and you do this and people find out the internet is going to set on fire. Meanwhile, if you are a shift manager at Arby's, not a single tweet. The tables have turned in terms of that kind of power. Um, it's depressing, though. I mean, so many different people from so many different uh, disciplines, especially in entertainment. I mean, you think about the roster of people who have who have been tied to something. It's like Bill Cosby, Woody Allen, Kevin Spacey, Louis C.K., Harvey Weinstein. That's a lot of people. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, maybe... Harvey Weinstein should start a new production company <laughs> only for people who've been accused of sexual assault. They <laughs> would have every base covered. I mean, they would make some truly amazing art. Uh, be a horrible place to work. Very bad place to work. They would make some strong content. That I can guarantee. And it might actually be a good idea because then people who are okay with this and really don't want to work hard and just truly do want to fuck their way to the top can be connected with very talented people who want to sleep their way down to the bottom. Uh, I think that'd be a good thing for some people that are like, hey, look, I'll watch Louis beat off. You know, I just don't want to work hard. Okay. Bill Cosby can have a run at me too. In fact, he can do it while I'm taking my nap. Um, it's just, all right. That's fucked up. Um, it's, uh, we're weird as people. I feel like we have a weird sexual uh, perversion going. Like I, I have I have an opinion. It's not always a very popular opinion, uh, but I think that as a society we watch too much porn. Um, I do. Now, I'm not hitting you with a moral high ground here. I've dabbled. Okay, I'm not not above the law, but uh, I just don't think it's natural. Right? Like, you spend all day looking at a screen, working, you come home, watch something, look at a screen. Do we have to make love to them as well? It seems like kind of an extra step. Um, I also think the main thing is I don't think most of us deserve to see that many hot people naked. I don't think we've earned that. In one sitting of porn, you could see anywhere from 10 to like 100 different people naked of the exact look that you want, okay? That was disgusting when pharaohs did it, let alone people with hangovers, okay? Like, ordering that up with a gold scepter was gross, but Cheeto-stained fingers, twice as weird. Uh, there's... There's too much access to the show. I remember when I was in third grade, I learned how to turn safe search off of Google. And I would come home from school every day and just type in the word boobs. And these were the best afternoons of my life. But but it's not what you're supposed like, to... I'm not going to go talk to a 10-year-old at that time who scares me when I can look at a 20-year-old with giant fake boobs. It, uh, it ruins you. And that's why I think people are so arrogant online. You go to any social media page of a very attractive woman, there's all these asshole dudes with neck beards going, not hot. What gives you the fucking qualifications? Okay, you're not a pharaoh. You just have pop-up blocker. You need to shut your fucking mouth. All right, that's it for me. Thank you. Joey Avery! Yay! I think you can um, combine your first two jokes in that you talked about the five people and they make a production company for right. porn. Oh, shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is, and it, it also will work because you're like, that's a lot of, that's five, that's a lot of, 
ugly dudes. Like, yeah. but because they are, I mean, they're all. That's one of the things that ties them together too. Is that Harvey Weinstein is like he's atrociously yeah. gross. Kevin Spacey's not bad. Kevin Spacey's not bad, but he's kind of old now, and he kind of has yeah. cock my face. He's not the best looking guy, right? You know, but um, I would say you could bridge those two together by having them make yeah. porn. <laughs> yeah, bring because them back they could they the could end. make the best snuff porn. I think it would be, would be <laughs> like I, I mean if we could be gross Tasteful about it. Full black and white, and, and I you think, can Woody. you you were talking like you've dabbled yeah. in porn. You can if you throw it out like you can just say there's a show at Cozy Car that shows. Porn. Porn. Like right. You can come to but you can right. promo. not that you, you can promo in the middle of things. Have fun at the show, honey. I love you. Love He's gonna you. go see Propagandi tonight oh, at Slim's. Yeah. That'll be dope. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I, I enjoyed all the things that you were saying. Cool. And I even said that top and then the sleeping way to the top to the bottom, it's the same way. It all the whole joke just works. You just put the word porn in. Right, 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 right. Cool. Well, thank you. Any other comments? Anybody? Yeah. No? He's amazing. Yay, Joey Avery! Oh, Yay! Your next comedian has a show on Sundays from two to four called "Let's Watch a Full Length Movie" on YouTube. It's so I love his song. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Uh, put your hands together right now for Mike Spiegelman. Good stuff, Joey. Man, that rocks. I'm going to just, uh, new Mario Brothers came out, a new Mario Brothers came out, and uh, I'm almost 50, and I ha- it's been two weeks, and I haven't played it. It's not what I expected when I grow- grew up, so I'm going to have to kill myself, because I'm a complete adult, I pay my rent, Mario's been out for like two weeks, and I don't own it, and I haven't played it, and people are saying it's like the best Mario and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I better finish New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, New Super Mario Luigi Wii U, uh, a couple more Mario games, and then I'll be ready. I have a friend who always says, uh, Rabbit, Rabbit, when she sees 11.11 on the clock, whether it's AM or FM. And I know, to the point where I say it, and I finally turned to her and I said, when you say Rabbit, Rabbit, when it's 11.11, is it for good luck? And she said, no. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for the habit. I just got Netflix. If you guys want to hear more about it, check out season three of my Netflix show, Mike Gets Netflix. We're just getting to the part where I get Netflix. Season three. I am older, and I do like video games, and I know there's a lot of beer cades in San Francisco but I think I'm a little too old because when I walk by a bar that has arcade machines and coin machines, I'm like, cool, laundry quarters. I don't have to go to the BART station and feed a dollar bills. I've been auditioning. I auditioned for this experimental play, The Firing Squad. And afterwards, the director told me, I know you auditioned for The Doomed Prisoner, but we would rather you play Squadsman number three. What do you think? And I said, dodged a bullet. You know, I didn't even put that on Twitter. That's how bad that joke is. Yeah, you guys are mentioning all the sexual uh, harassment stories coming out. And, oh my God, when I heard that Jeremy Piven is a serial abuser, I thought, not the Piv. <laughs> not the Piv. <laughs> Jesus, out of everyone. I missed, uh, I'm glad the fires are over. I didn't like the fact that people uh, were complaining about the ma- a lot of mask shaming 
going on like oh you shouldn't have a mask i wanted to to respond on facebook but i just didn't know so it's done okay uh yeah a couple more i I like reading comic books but collecting the limited editions online is insane it's expensive buying another phone stupid um i'll say it's stupid well just like i got something i didn't write oh yeah oh yeah I like uh, I like uh, the uh, Wild West scene of uh, dispensaries in the Bay Area. That that's my time on Mike's big one. I never I never had a skeleton fucking try to walk during my set. Lost his spine. Anyone's artwork? Are you, you can keep telling jokes. You're, you're, I, I, okay. I was going to honk you now. All right. Well, why do I keep telling jokes? Because I don't want to get upstaged by a skeleton. That's the problem about hecklers. Suddenly they become the focus. I'm the act, skeleton. We just literally, during my act, see a skeleton give up the ghost. I have a, a fear of robots not taking over my job, but de- politely declining. Let the human do it. And then I have a stupid joke about how I have no problems with robots taking over my job. Just don't move into my neighborhood. Which is outside my wheelhouse as a human being, so I'm not going to do that one. Uh, Oh, before I go. So it's a Wild West when it comes to dispensaries in the Bay Area. And a lot of things aren't approved. And there's a general rule on the packaging that will say, do not feed to children or dogs or pets. And one time I was at a place, now evicted, that sold dog biscuits with the warning not to feed it to children or pets. So I thought, well, this maybe is just another way of packaging weed. So I bought it. I bought the uh, the candy ones. But it winds up, I actually got the like beef and cheddar or like with the, and broccoli. And honestly, halfway through during the middle of the, eating the bag, I realized this is probably for dogs. And I went back there and I said, yeah, they're pretty tasty. And they said, those are for dogs. I said, well, the packaging says, do not feed to small children or household pets. And they went, you ate it? I go, yeah. So uh, the next week I came in there, the guy says, check this out. And then uh, he showed me the packaging and it says, uh, hide packaging, hide package and hide location. So that was, they changed it. Now you can feed it to your pet. Because of me. I'm, I'm the Rosa Parks here. I'm the Rosa Parks. All right, uh, that's been my time. Bye. Mike Spiegelman! Are you just slandering Jeremy Piven, or did he really get called out for that? Oh, he's a horrible individual, and he did get called out. Really? He got called out big time. What is happening I mean, the thing is that the the casting couch, we've all, it's the reason it's called the casting couch. We've known forever that everybody has, you have to fuck people to be in Hollywood. I mean, everyone's known it, but all of a sudden now we're getting all squeamish about it. Anyway, I can't believe Jeremy Piven. That's insane. Well, he uh, he has a great story about giving a tip. Do you hear that story? He was at a restaurant and he left a box set of Entourage as a tip (laughs) for the waitress. That's funny. I mean, she could sell it on eBay for whatever. Oh, yeah, that's $35 tip right there, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not if it's season one, part two, because you're going to be lost without part one. (laughs) (laughs) Comments for Mike Spiegelman? 
You dealt with that uh, that that skeleton crash well. <laughs> that's not the worst of my lifetime on stage. I can handle that. So <laughs> that's that's like gravy. It's just to have a skeleton and try to leave. <laughs> and, I feel bad for the artist. Oh, it's. I, I think that it's Thomas Bridgman, but he put it up, and I I think it's just a pink skeleton. I think he just painted a skeleton pink. Oh, all right. I don't know. He also he also strapped a black light to it. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how the painted sticks and twigs are art because I feel like it just sort of takes away another seat I could have in here. But not that we've been selling out crazy, so whatever. But I just don't want anyone to get poked in the eye with a big what, stick. What happened to the old artwork that the golden... Uh, it's still... Um, it's, we're waiting for them to pick it up. All right. Just Thomas Bridgman's the next artist. You don't like Corey Heyman, Corey Feldman? I thought that'd be right up your alley since you love 80s movies. And I've read choreography. And I believe the Corys. Believe the Corys. They believe the Corys. It was Charlie Sheen. Believe the Corys. Okay. Michael never touched Corey. Michael never touched Corey. Oh. They went to a hotel room uh, in Disneyland, but that was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Learning. I'm learning so much today. Other comments? Any comments? No comments. All right. Thank clap you. wildly for Mike Spiegelman. Bring your um, nice lady with brown hair. Did you want to perform? No, you just came, you just came to watch? Yeah. You're a champion. Oh, she's going to come another... Okay, well, welcome. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Thanks so much for being here. Um, I, I, I would, I would do some jokes, but I, I'm still hungover from last night, so I just don't even feel like even telling jokes. I'm sorry. I even have new material. I just don't even feel like it. Um, but I did. We did get, you know, the thirty-one thousand, um, two hundred and eighty-eight downloads on this show last month so people really are listening to joke workshop that's exciting that's like 7,500 over um every every week that's pretty amazing so thank you guys for listening out there um we're gonna if does anybody want to promote anything before we're done we got an open microphone and if anybody has any shows they want to promote that are upcoming going up i mean this week, Pamtastics is on Friday. It's Hell Hat, hosted by Mike Spiegelman. Is going to be guest hosting. Yay! I got, I got one. Does this work? Yeah, absolutely. Check out the Pier Sixty Nine podcast on iTunes. Oh, is, do you have is. a new podcast? Yeah. How exciting! <laughs> Pier Sixty Nine. Yeah. Look at that. Sweet Pier Sixty Nine on iTunes. That's Joey Avery's new podcast. Uh, What's the format there, Joey? It's just talking shit. Talking shit. <laughs> nice. Thank you, nice lady. We'll see you next week. Bye. Um, yeah, so this Friday is um, Pamphastics Comedy Clubhouse, guest hosted by Mike Spiegelman. That's going to be exciting. I'm actually doing a thing at Brainwash, so I'm going to be there for a show. I get to judge or whatever. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Only 18 days left to apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. 25 shows in five days, all here. Uh, and... I think I'm going to sell out these motherfucking shows I, it, with Sparks' involvement. Uh, so that'll be exciting. So apply now, and it's going to be fun. And really, people from San Francisco, please fucking apply. Otherwise, it's just going to be a show with Portland people because the majority of the people who have applied are from Portland. And they're all really funny, actually, to be honest. Um, do you, have you, you haven't written your Hard Time Story Time. Is Volume 3 coming out soon? Volume, <laughs> volume 3 will be out shortly. It's just a matter of me compiling and formatting. It's a real pain in the ass to get stuff formatted oh absolutely um yeah especially when you're using all pirated software sure well you guys can actually buy my first novel it's it's on kindle it's only 99 cents um do that it's called voices look up voices pam benjamin i wrote it in 20 
2011. Long time ago. Jesus Christ, I'm so old. All right, thanks for being here. Um, I promise next week I won't be hungover. And um, join me on Wednesday at noon for the AltaCast and at 2 p.m. for some Call Me Tim. And then for happy hour on Friday and Pam Texas coming a couple hours. But go, go on and enjoy all the Mutiny Radio shows. And hey, while you're there, why don't you hit that donate button and give us some money? Because that would be great. Or when you apply to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, it's 10 bucks. And you're like, donating to the station right there. Good on you, people. Uh, we'll be back next week with more jokes. And I'll be funnier. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. 
this is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're... 
chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. Yeah, every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. (laughs) Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And then you can be better than everyone else, too, every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But you'll be- never be better than me. You'll never be better than me. you never be better than Zach. And you also, it's a happy hour, but we don't have any alcohol, so it's happy-ish. But you're going to do comedy. I'll do comedy. And you're going to enjoy comedy. Just be an audience. Just come. It's free. Yeah, I just drink in my car. <laughs> you could like drink. Like a fucking adult. Exactly. Drink, drink around the corner somewhere else. Not here. But uh, come to Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 8 with Trina Roderick. Yeah, do that. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click Click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio, all the time. The third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now.
See the watermelon man come. See the watermelon man Black Plastic is a show you're listening to. Thank you for listening. Uniradio.fm.
My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. (laughs) 
Sunday, June 11th at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $16 for the All-State Heavyweight Comedy Showdown! Hosted by Terry Dorsey, featuring some of the best comedians all over California from San Francisco, Pam Benjamin from Saratoga, Joey Avery, and all the way out of San Diego, Mike DeVore. Other comedians as well for only $16 at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue. Go get your tickets for June 11th now. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead passengers? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Top three cooking tips. One, if you're cutting an onion, remember to cry. Two, put mustard on your marshmallows after they've finished boiling in vinegar at a low temperature. Three, knives are not spoons.